Welcome in to the first and uh, what hopefully will not be my last episode of Blatherskite MMA uh, featuring yours, Mike Bergeron. Make sure to, uh, this podcast also brought to you by Liquid Death Mountain Water. Uh, drinking water from the Alps. It's uh, one of the cleanest you will find out there. And uh, it's really, really good. Smooth stuff, smooth stuff. And this is the first episode of Blatherskite MMA. This will be a weekly podcast featuring me. Make sure to follow Boot Crew Media also on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, as well as all of their other podcasts and shows. And there's a lot going on there. Good stuff. Good stuff. I am Michael Bergeron. You can follow me too. I'm at, at the Mike Bergeron. Bergeron. Let's see how it's spelled there. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram as well. So this is going to be a weekly MMA show. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Please come back. So a little bit about me. We'll, we'll, we'll get some things out the way. A little bit about me. Maybe what makes me qualified to be a UFC MMA expert is absolutely nothing. I have never stepped foot in an octagon. I haven't been in a fight in probably over... I don't know, maybe 15 years, maybe 15 years. But I watch a lot of UFC, and I think about what I would do to people if they were to cross paths with me or stab me in the back, right? Um, As I look to my left where no one's sitting, I do love, I've watched UFC for the better part of 20 years. Um, I guess, uh, so some of your hardcore fans may call me a casual fan. I have to work on the name of the podcast as well, but we'll get to it. We'll definitely get to it. Um, definitely watch a lot of sports, do a lot of football stuff as well, but this one's going to be centered around UFC and MMA. And, and we're definitely going to try to, I also stream a lot of those live. We will, um, try to stream, you know, as many UFC fights as we can. Otherwise I will watch almost every Saturday night pay-per-view, maybe the contender series as well. And, and I'm going to dive deeper than I ever have. <clears throat> and we definitely have a huge year, uh, we definitely have a huge 2022 um, on the horizon, on the horizon. We're not going to look back on 2021, although we had massive, massive years by Kamaru Usman. Kamaru Usman, almost surely, almost surely the uh, fighter of the year, number one ranked pound-for-pound fighter in the world, Um recently defended his title against Colby Covington for the second time. Uh, but his 2021 also included wins over Jorge Masvidal and Gilbert Burns. You're not going to find a better 2021 campaign than defending your title three times against three opponents like that. Um, so, and then we can, we can look forward to, uh, to, to 2022. Um, absolutely. And, and what's, what's going to come of that? We got big fights coming from uh, Israel Adesanya. Adesanya will be fighting next. He, he fell short of his campaign to capture the 205 belt, but he will. Uh, let's see. What is his next? His next fight is Robert Whitaker at UFC 271, which is on the horizon. Huge fight. Uh, a rematch with Whitaker. If anybody can beat Adesanya, it's, I believe it's Whitaker. Adesanya owns 185. He's not going anywhere. He's defended that belt three times. We're going to need a lot more title defenses. 
what we call any of these guys a goat. Although Usman's on a fast track to that, only being um, what's he 30, 34. You know, he's got a few. He might have a few years left. I did read an article talking about is he going to retire? I don't believe that at all. Usman's hungry and he's coming for everybody. Unless he gets bored in the division and maybe he does something else. <clears throat> uh, any anyhow, anyhow. Um, Adesanya, we got Francis Ngannou defending his heavyweight belt. We're finally going to see, see Ngannou and Gain. Ngannou and Gain's an intriguing one. Used to be training partners. I saw a video where they walked by each other down the hallway, and Gain didn't even – no, Ngannou didn't even acknowledge uh, Cyril Gane. I keep saying Gain and Gane. It's Gane. Didn't even acknowledge Cyril Gane. I don't know if there's actually bad blood there. If, if Ngannou's gotten to that level where he – uh, he can throw shade at people. It makes it makes it more interesting. I don't think he probably really faced the guy. Although I haven't seen, maybe I need to watch some pre-fight stuff on that. That's a huge fight because Gon is so well-rounded, and he's definitely going to try to wrestle with the Nigerian nightmare. That's no, not the Nigerian. Oh my gosh! And he's definitely going to try to wrestle with, um, with with Ngannou. Uh, so that'll be really interesting to see. That's a massive fight card. Let's just roll into that. Let's roll into 270. Um, <clears throat> we have one coming up this Saturday that we will talk about before this, before we wrap up this first episode. You got it, it's two title fights on the same night. You got Ngannou Gan. You get the flyweight championship, a rematch. Brandon Moreno, uh, Davison Figueredo, Figueredo. Uh, I probably butchered both of those. Well, not Brandon Moreno. But that's a massive fight. That's huge because I think uh, Figueredo won it. Moreno took it back, correct? Well, no, it was a draw. Excuse me. Uh, draw, fight of the night. They rematched. Moreno wins the belt. Um, Moreno wins the belt. And, and Deveson, who was, it was a great story, right? Coming off the streets just a few years ago and, and becoming UFC champion. Shit, he's been on a thing. You also have Greg Hardy. Fighting on that card against Alexi Olenek. I hope I didn't butcher his name as well. That's a massive fight. I think Hardy got knocked out by Tuovasa last. Um, it was Tuovasa. And he's fallen victim to two knockouts back-to-back. -back. He was on a fast track early in his career. And his career is far from over, right? Um, he's probably in his 30s as well, but he's up there. Um, and then there is an undercard. I recently told you guys that I'm somewhat of a casual. Tons of names on this card that I don't know. Now, still in that main card is Cody uh, Stamen and said Nurmagomedov. That's a huge fight. Let's see. Uh, Cody Stamen. Uh, that, that is a bantamweight fight. That is a bantamweight fight. Both of these guys fighting, trying to fight their way inside of the top 15. So those are always huge. And any time like this where, as a casual fan, there's a bunch of guys on here that I don't know their names. They want me to know their name. They want you to know their name if you're a casual UFC fan or if you have any interest at all. But so I think this was probably has potential. Huge fight card. Great way to get your name out there if you're on the, pro, the prelims. It, that's definitely going to be exciting. Now, I did skip over this Saturday's UFC fight night. That's another one loaded with, I mean, Court McGee is on there. Um, but the main event, Calvin Qatar uh, versus Giga Chikadze. Uh, that's horrible. I am I am terrible. But this uh, Chikadze is fourteen and two. Uh, fourteen and two. He's coming off of let's see, three, six, what nine consecutive wins? Nine of his fourteen wins, thirteen wins, or whatever. Is fr they're from knockout. He's got three straight TKOs. 
including Cub Swanson and Edson Barboza. Those are huge. That's a massive fight. I want to say that they are Qatar's number five. He is the number five ranked UFC featherweight against number eight ranked. Huge fight for both of these guys. Way to headline it. First UFC event of the year. Uh, thinking I'm definitely going to watch this one Saturday night and uh, stream it uh, either from the house or at BKM Studio. So make sure you guys tune in for that. Uh, and th there's other massive ones. But as we look ahead to, to 2021, is John Jones ever going to fight? <laughs> and if he, well, I'll tell you what, if he does, people that are even less of MMA fans like me are buying that freaking ticket. Because does he fight Stipe? Does he fight maybe the winner out of Derek Lewis? Uh, Derek Lewis's next fight was just announced as well. John Jones's next fight has to be a huge name. He's got to, even though he for sure does not deserve it. And I'm fed up with him. Uh, he's extremely talented. He's so salty. Gosh, he's so salty. If he ever hears this, he's going to come for me. You know, If he ever hears it, I'm dead. Um, but he's so talented. He's got such an arsenal. I think if he came... He's been training for a long time. Lots of contract disputes. Him and Ngannou, too. Ngannou's got... This is Ngannou's last fight coming up. I'm kind of bouncing around. This is Ngannou's last fight coming up. Very similar. Contracts disputes have, like, repopularized, right? Across the, the UFC. Thanks to guys like freaking Jake Paul and stuff like that. But Ngannou wants more money. This is his last fight. They've had... Tyson Fury called him out. John Jones has been on the fence, but just stayed in the gym, stayed training, stayed gaining weight, ready to fight at heavyweight. That's a huge fight. Who does John Jones fight? Give him Stipe right off the bat, I think. Stipe, although you, you might have a, uh, a less driven, less hungry Stipe after that loss to Ngannou. If I'm Stipe Mijic, I don't want to fight Ngannou again. Let me fight John Jones. I'll fight down. <laughs> Be the number two fighter, fight number 15, you know? Uh, that's just me, though. As I said, I haven't fought in 15 years. Um, I don't, Ngannou could totally walk. I could see Ngannou... I, you know, he had life before UFC. Was he homeless? I don't remember the story. But he's somebody that's probably made enough money, uh, got a good team behind him that could totally just walk away if he wanted to. Uh, John Jones, on the other hand, I think this guy's dying to fight. He just stays in MMA news. He stays calling out fighters. He stays being disrespectful to people. He stays getting arrested. I've never seen a sports figure get arrested on so many drug charges as John Jones. Name one. I know you could probably, somebody out there could probably name 10 to 30, right? He's like the Michael, well, he's not Michael Irvin because I love Michael Irvin. He is, he, I don't know who he is. I don't know who he is. He's got a problem and I'm not judging the man, but I'd like to see him fight. You know, it was it the, it was the PEDs. Was it PEDs? Just cocaine? Getting arrested? Uh, I don't know. I can't keep up with it. I'm not judging the man. I don't know him personally, but I know he's very, very salty and I'd like to see him fight. Let's see the guy fight. I'm all over the place. Conor McGregor, what's going on with McGregor? Who's McGregor has to? First of all, I want to. I've had friends that say McGregor, like he's of the status where he just needs a title fight next, even though he's gone <laughs> on a losing streak out of this world. I mean, I say out of this world, it happens all the time, dude. Guys get older. Guys get older and they lose fights, and he hasn't been getting embarrassed to embarrassed to the likes of. Chuck Liddell, Tito Ortiz, uh, guys that just lose and lose and lose and lose and lose, right? Uh, Frank Mir lost a bunch towards the end of his UFC career. 
but what's he got like three or four losses? He's like 0 and 4 in, in those last fights. Uh, he's all the way down. Conor McGregor's all the way down to number nine in the lightweight. There's no way you can give a number nine fighter, even if it's Conor McGregor in the box off that he is, you cannot give that man a title fight. You absolutely, I'm looking at his mugshot. <laughs> you cannot give Conor McGregor a title shot. Two straight losses to Dustin Poirier. He did beat Cerrone. I'm sorry. He was not over. And Khabib, like his last four fights, he's one and three. Conor McGregor either gets Nate Diaz again because everybody in their mom was watching that freaking fight. Or, I mean, like you look at the other big names in the lightweight division. Tony Ferguson, maybe. Uh, I don't think you give him anybody underneath him. Michael Chandler would be an intriguing fight to watch. Um, you, you, you know. Oh, you can't go poor yet. You can't deserve to fight Gaethje. That's what it is. It's just Michael Chandler or Tony Ferguson. That's it. Give him one of those fights. I don't want to see him in a title fight, but you can get him a big name. You know, Ferguson's number seven, so he may not like that. But Michael Chandler's number five. I'd watch that fight. I think Michael Chandler knock him out too. Did you see the speed of Michael Chandler? He did lose his last fight, but uh, or did he? No, he won, didn't he? I don't remember. No, he lost to Gaethje in what was the fight of the year. It was the fight of the year, no doubt. Um. Anyways, back to that. And, and then it was announced, what, yesterday or the day before? Jorge Masvidal, Colby Covington. As of right now, that is the most, and it's, it's coming up soon, y'all. It's coming up soon. This is the most intriguing fight to me of 2022. Until Masvidal fights Leon Edwards because they legitimately hate each other. I don't believe that Masvidal and Covington have like real hatred for each other. I think, you know, you've seen Kobe Covington. Kobe Covington said it. He was about to be cut by the UFC when he was annihilating dudes. Like Kobe Covington, you know, for all of the BS that comes with him, um, he's a world class fighter. I don't think he's in the top 15 pound for pound anymore. But he's still number one in the welterweight rankings, dude. He's sixteen and three, and only and his two of his losses have come to Usman. The other loss was way back in twenty fifteen. So, uh, Covington, I think has the edge as far. I think Covington's definitely going to be the favorite. Covington's a world class wrestler, right? Um, a two time gold medal gold medalist in the Pac ten championships with Oregon State. A gold medal in 2013 for the World Championships, um, collegiate in 2013 in London, gold freaking medal. Uh, he's got a bachelor's degree in sociology. He was about to get cut by the UFC when he was absolutely tearing through competition, and they told him straight up, "You're not box office enough. People are bored with your fights. We're going to cut you." And then then came this this Kobe the Kobe Covington we see today, and I do believe that. Masvidal, I believe Masvidal when he says like he doesn't buy it. I think Masvidal understands, but I don't think Masvidal would ever do that. They got to sell their fights. I think Masvidal probably views him as a little bit of a sellout. And Masvidal didn't go at him first. Colby Covington went after Masvidal first. These guys were best friends. Masvidal brought him in and let him live with him for crying out loud. And then this happens. And, and Masvidal like couldn't understand it. Like, I don't understand what this man is trying to say to me. Masvidal's not one to play with. He's fighting backyards and stuff. I know he don't give a damn about Kobe Covington. He ain't scared of nobody. Um, although, what a right hand from, from Kamaru Usain. 
Anyways, that is easily the, the biggest fight. I, I, Leon Edwards and Masvidal, who got hurt? Masvidal got hurt leading up to that fight. Um, that, That's a huge one, too. Where, where's, where does Leon Edwards rank in that division? He is number three. I mean, he's due for a title shot. I mean, he just beat Nate Diaz. Unanimous decision. The only one he had was a no contest uh, due to an accidental eye poke. Other than that, you know, he's 19-0-1. I mean, 9-0-1, I'm sorry. Yeah, 9-0-1 in his last 10 fights. He hasn't lost since Kamaru Usman in 2015. I want to see that rematch. be honest with you. I don't. I mean, that, that is the next fight, right? You can't see Gilbert Burns again. Leon Edwards is coming. Vincent Luke is also a very intriguing person sitting there at number four in the welterweight rankings. Uh, coming off of four straight wins. I'd like to see him. You know, Vincent Luke, Luke Gay. Probably should fight Gilbert Burns. Maybe, well, now Covington's got that. So, yeah, that, that's easily the most stacked division in MMA, in, in the UFC. I'm, I'm super, super excited about seeing how all of that plays out. Um, you know, as 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 awesome as a fight as this is going to be for Nganu and Gan. Back to them for a minute. As big of a fight as that's going to be for Nganu and Gan, like, Stipe's not getting in the next fight. They just announced Derek, Derek Lewis is fighting Chris Dawkins. Uh, you know, there's not as much star power in that really good heavyweight still. Glover Teixeira and his 8,000-year-old self as the light heavyweight champion. He deserves it. Good for him. I think he's got a rematch with Jan Blackowicz. Uh, But that division has thinned out a lot over the last, what, maybe five years. Uh, we already talked about the middleweights, Robert Whitaker. You got some up-and-comers in there. You got a, a fight coming up in, uh, in the middleweight. Ooh-wee. Jack Hermison versus Sean Strickland, number six and number seven. That's going to help. It's going to help a lot. Figuring out, you got Paulo Costa in there, Derek Brunson, Janet. I think uh, Cannon and Brunson are fighting soon, right? Are they not? Are they not fighting soon? Let's see. Da, 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 da. They are. They are. That's another huge. That's February 12th. That's next month. Are you kidding me? That's number three versus number four. We're going to figure out the middleweight division in literally 30 days. 30 days, we're going to figure out the the, the, the middleweight division. Uh, lightweight, Oliveira's going to dominate. I mean, Gaethje's probably the only one that can take the block off of Oliveira. Oliveira's so well-rounded, dude. Oliveira's pick you apart from distance, wrestle you, and choke you out. The, the most recent, um, what we had, the featherweight, Volkanovski and Holloway. I think Holloway backed out due to injury. So I think they moved that back. We're supposed to have Volkanovski and Holloway versus Sterling and Yan. I, I, I think Aljamain Sterling's good. Do not get me wrong, but Sterling is not, he hasn't even defended this title yet. I want to see that rematch, and then we'll, then I can decide who Aljamain Sterling is. I don't think he's bad, but is he a legitimate champion? Peter Yan has come back and beat, um, who'd he be? He'd be freaking Corey Sanhagen, right? Sanhagen, even after that loss, is number four. Jose Aldo? is quietly sitting on the outskirts. A man who was knocked out in, what, like 27 seconds by Conor McGregor and kind of went on a little losing streak there after McGregor, right? He went, uh, let's see, three and five over his next eight fights, has won three in a row against the likes of Marlon Vera. Let's see, Marlon Vera, who's number eight in that class still. Pedro Munoz, who's number 10, and most recently, December 4th, beat Rob Font, who's number five. Who's number five in that division. And he won all three by unanimous decisions. 
uh, that may be the kind of fight that it takes to beat guys like Jan Sterling and TJ Dillashaw is right there sitting on the outside too. TJ Dillashaw is back and had an absolute uh, – he returned to bantamweight and beat Corey Sandhagen as well. Before that, he lost to Cejudo back in 2019, but he ought to be fighting here pretty soon. That's, that's, that's super exciting to see. And we've already talked about the flyweight division. I don't know. There's only one name that really stands out to me out of this flyweight division. And somebody that watches this or something can call me out and give me another one. Give me another flyweight that I don't see that I'm missing here. But Kai Carr of France. Kai Carr of France is my, the guy I'm looking for in 2022. He might be a fast rider. He's number six in the flyweight rankings. He's got a 23 and nine record. And he just TKO'd. And, uh, you know, Cody Garbrandt and Hannah are going to come out and talk about the glass jaw, whatever. But he, he TKO'd Cody Garbrandt. You know, and he's and he's got back to back knockouts, and his last three fights were performance awards: fight of the night, uh, fight of the night, performance of the night, performance of the night. He's 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 a he's a fast climber. He's a fast climber. Like imagine somebody running up a mountain really fast or climbing really fast. That's what I'm talking about—a fast climber. Quite literally, what I just said. Um, it's a really exciting. So we're I'm, I'm going to watch these fights, hopefully stream these with you guys, and, and maybe from week to week we're going to take questions uh, from fans after this episode for sure. Anybody have any questions or burning desires or somebody who completely disagrees with me and wants to go toe-to-toe? We can totally do that. Um, we're going to watch these. I, I, do, uh, I am trying to work a special guest uh, out. Uh, and, and maybe a regular, somebody I, I knew growing up a little bit through a mutual friend, great guy, uh, a lot of ties to the MMA community. He's doing some big stuff too. Super proud of him. I don't want to give away all the details yet because I want to work it out. Uh, you know, like, you know, like they say, huh? iron out the details, <laughs> uh, for sure. And, and, you know, we'll jump, we'll, we'll jump into just maybe a couple of more, uh, uh, upcoming fights. We talked about Ngannou Gan, uh, Hermerson Strickland. I did talk about that GFC fight night, February 5th. From the UFC Apex. Uh, other fights on there. They got a lot of people. Oh, no. Sam Alvey. That's a good one. Um, you know, then you've got Adesanya Whitaker, too. That's huge, man. You know, it's been a long, I feel like it's been a long journey for Whitaker to get back. I mean, yeah, Adesanya won that belt two years ago, right? And, and, and Whitaker had, was dealing with injuries, I feel like, as well. Definitely feeling with, uh, Dealing with injuries. When he lost to Adesanya in 2019, he did like unanimous decisions to Darren Till, Jared Cannonier, and Kevin Gaslam. We got the fight of the night with Kevin Gaslam. So was the Adesanya Gaslam. How many fight of the nights does Kevin Gaslam have? That's a massive one. Roxanne uh, Matafiri. Probably butchered her name. I remember seeing her on UFC on uh, Ultimate Fighter. Uh, Ed Herman's fighting there. Light heavyweight. Maxim Grishin. That's a, that's a big fight. Uh, and then after that, we've got a few UFC fight nights. February 19th, Rafael Dos Anjos, y'all, Johnny Walker. What a good fight night. You know, those are free if you have ESPN Plus. So definitely go subscribe, go, go, go get on that train, right? And then February 26th, with UFC fight night 202, Benil Darush and Islan. Oh man, Makachev. That's a huge fight. That's that that's probably what a chess match that's gonna be. Uh that is. February 26th, and then we'll get to UFC 272 from T-Mobile Arena in Paradise, Nevada. That is Colby Covington, Jorge Masvidal. So whoever was already – that's the card where we lost 
We lost both title fights. Moreno, Figueredo, and Sterling and Jan. We lost both flyweight and bantamweight championship. And what does Jorge Masvidal and Colby Cummings into? They step right in. And the, the bout, the card is, is huge. Probably not as big as two, two titles on the line. But it's still a really, really important uh, fight card. Uh, and and they, they jumped that up. I mean, you're on that card. People are watching that fight. So watch for the undercard on that one as well. Tiago Santos fights in March. Um, I mean, it's just loaded. You got another uh, March 19th. You got a UFC fight night, Blackowitz. Oh, wait. Blackowitz is not fighting? To be determined. Teixeira doesn't have a doesn't have an opponent. All right. And then you've got UFC 273, which at the time has been rescheduled for the UFC featherweight championship on Volkanovski and Chansung Jung. And Sterling and Yan will still fight. Aspen Line still on that fight card versus Irene Aldana. Uh, you've got Mickey Gall fighting on that. Mackenzie Dern, Tisha Torres. That's, that's a big fight card that's only going to get bigger. That is for sure. It's going to be a really exciting 2022. Um, you know, I, I appreciate... I appreciate all of the support that's been given to me before this podcast. Uh, we've had a lot of good, uh, we streamed a lot of great live UFC fights last year in 2021. I think it was really successful. Definitely beyond my wildest dreams. Uh, still, you know, still working hard. We're going to do a better job of streaming more, bringing more MMA, UFC content uh, across all social media platforms. Thanks to Boot Crew Media. Thanks to Boot Crew Media, right? And Liquid Death. These guys really make it possible. I would never be doing this if it weren't for them. That is for sure. And, um, you know, there's other content that comes with that. You know, you can definitely follow my page for other things as well. But the the, the biggest thing is going to be is going to be watching these UFC fights and watching this, watching this play out. It's going to be huge. You know, I, I really appreciate all of the support and uh, you guys, I think we'll wrap that one up. Be in store for more. We'll go into greater detail, you know, after pay-per-views and things pan out and after the rankings change and trash talk, we'll, we'll definitely get into more. This was just kind of an introductory thing and looking ahead to what's going to be a great, great MMA uh, world that 2022 is. I appreciate you guys. My name is Mike Badger on signing off. Thanks for watching Black of the Sky MMA.